I have a cousin who's 10 years younger than me. Her name is JC. She went to college, Northwest Missouri State University, nine miles from where my parents were. And my aunt and uncle, her mom and dad, told, asked my parents to check in on her from time to time. And in her entire first semester, they didn't hear from her or see her once. She was too busy having too much fun. My parents did not hear from her or see her at all until late at night, right before Christmas, she's on her way home for Christmas break, and my dad gets a call. Uncle Marty, do you have a really little funnel? Uh, What do you need, JC? He says, well, my car's low on oil, and I'm trying to put the oil in, and it keeps spilling. She was pouring it in the dipstick hole. Uncle Marty, do you have a really little funnel? <laughs> Four years ago, Freedom bought her uh, first car, an 02 Honda Accord, and I told her that she was going to Kansas City. She, I told her, you need to check your oil every time you fill up with gas. Well, how do I do that? And she'd seen me pull out the dipstick before. I said, well, you've seen me pull out the, the long piece of wire. It's called a dipstick. And, well, where do I get one of those? I said, <laughs> I said, I said it came with your car. It did? She was so excited she got a free dipstick when she bought her car. <laughs> All right, so back to my cousin JC. So JC calls my dad, Uncle Marty, do you have a really little funnel? I'm pour- trying to pour the oil in this tiny hole. It keeps spilling all over. So over the phone, my dad has to tell her where the actual oil fill hole is on the top of the valve cover. And, uh, and well, where are you? Well, she was about 25 miles away. And well, why did you stop for oil? Because my car is making a really funny noise. Oh, okay, well, okay, put that. So this is in the days way before cell phones, so she's on the phone at the gas station, the convenience store, puts a quart of oil in and calls back, and she says, there's no oil on the dipstick. Oh, okay, well, put another one in. So she hangs up and buys another one and puts it in and calls back, there's no oil on the dipstick. (laughs) JC, (laughs) is there an oil light on your dash? Oh, yeah, it's been on for a long time. She said, my dad told me when I came in September to get get the oil changed, but I I just was too busy and I never did. (laughs) So that was September or August. This is late December. So she put three quarts in before it even touched the bottom of the dipstick. Car drove fine. She went on home. I heard a mechanic once tell a story of a customer who brought in a car that was making a horrendous noise. And... And he had to add numerous quarts of oil, and he asked her, well, wasn't your oil light on? She says, yeah, oil light's on all the time. He's like, don't you know that means that you need to add oil? Well, I thought if it was really serious, it would beep at me or something. <laughs> all right, so I have a, a preacher friend that I, I love to listen to, and he says, I have two gauges on my dash that I absolutely have to watch every single day and make sure they never get low, and that's joy and peace. He says, your engine runs on joy and peace. And you have to watch those gauges. And if that gets low, you have to do something about it. Because it isn't going to beep at you. You have to, have to, have to be on full in your gauges of joy and peace. Joy is our gasoline because joy is energy. Joy is our strength. Hello? 
Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And you know that when you feel truly joyful, happy, content, excited, you feel energy. And when you don't feel joy, you don't have energy. In fact, you don't not have energy, you get the energy sucked out of you. Not joy is not energy. Like it's negative balance. Joy is our gasoline. You cannot run out of gas. You fuel yourself with anything else, um, there's going to be a problem. And peace is our oil. Because the Holy Spirit is oil in Scripture, yes? And He's the Spirit of Peace. He's the Spirit of Peace, and it's, it's not on the screen, but 1 Corinthians 14 says that God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. The opposite of disorder, order, is peace. If you don't have oil in your engine, you're going to have disorder in your parts, right? I had a lawnmower engine actually blow up on me one time while I was riding it, and it blew out and hit my leg, and the, I mean, the crankcase exploded. You will have disorder if your parts are not well-oiled. Hello? Oil, peace is what keeps things moving smoothly in your life. It's what lubricates everything. Because you're going to rub. Oh, there's going to be friction. There's going to be heat. There's going to be rub. But peace keeps things smooth. Joy is our gas. Peace is our oil. All right? Watch those gauges. If the light comes on, Something is wrong. You must take action. Don't wait for things to start making funny noises. It isn't going to beep at you. It's going to blow up. I said it isn't going to beep at you. It's going to blow up. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Ha ha! There it is. Keep your gauges on F. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, who always has hope in every situation, will fill you with all joy and all peace. You're not just running half full. You're not just running on the edge of the red. You are filled with all joy and all peace. How? When you believe him. When you believe his word and when you obey his word. You will be filled with all joy and peace. So that you may overflow with hope. Overflow with hope. I need that. I need to overflow with hope. Sometimes my hope tank gets pretty low. I need to overflow with hope. So how do I get that? God, I let the God of hope fill me with joy and peace as I believe him. Not believe in him like, oh yeah, there's a God on the other side of outer space out there somewhere. No, I believe him. I believe him with all my heart. I read the book and I believe it. Yes, this promise is true for me and I'm going to live it and he's going to do what he said in my life as I, as I believe in real faith and take action because faith without works is dead if I take action on in believing him, it fills me with joy and peace. And I overflow with hope. And those gauges go, and the light goes off. And you run, and you run smooth. Your heart runs 
like it's supposed to. Well-fueled and well-lubricated heart. There's some guys out there saying, finally, a sermon that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, all right. So, So we get this from God. We get it from Jesus. Jesus has all the joy and peace that we need. Hebrews 1, 8 to 9 says, to the Son, he says, that's to Jesus, Jesus, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness, therefore God your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Jesus was the most joyful man to ever live. Hilariously, ridiculously, comically joyful. Jesus was so happy. And why was he happy? Because he hated sin and loved righteousness. There's how you get joy. You get it from Jesus, but you get it from him by loving righteousness and hating rebellion as much as he does. That will make you very, very happy. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. John 14, 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let it be afraid. Thank you, Jesus, that you leave your peace with us. Thank you that you give us your peace. Because nothing ever disturbed you, not even nails in your wrists. You were still fully at peace. Jesus, I need that peace. We need that peace. Thank you that you give it to us. Thank you that it is ours. We believe you, and so we are filled with it because we just believe that it's true. And it is because you do not give as the world gives. You don't give with a selfish agenda. You don't give ever taking back. You just give it. Thank you that your peace is ours. Thank you. So, joy is your gas, peace is your oil, watch those gauges. If one of those lights comes on, stop and fill up. Stop what you're doing and fill up right then. If you are going through your day and you realize, I'm feeling not just, not, I just don't, I, not only do I not have joy, I'm feeling unjoy. Or not only do I not have peace, I'm feeling unpeace. Stop what you're doing. Get to the filling station instantly. So how do you fill up? Well, it's in the Bible. You, you read God's word and believe his promises. Say yes and amen to everything he's commanded you and everything he's promised you and believe it. Believe it. But singing and dancing helps. Praying, praying in tongues, James says, builds us up, strengthens us. Thankfulness helps a lot. Come on, thankfulness helps a lot. Just stop and just stop and and be thankful. This really doesn't take all that long. You can adjust your attitude in 10 seconds because God's grace is always enough and it's always there and he's always present and any time that it takes is for us to move to him, not for him to move to us. 
Sometimes it does take time, but if you practice this, you can get this, you, you can feel it physically and emotionally both. You can feel it in 10 seconds. <sighs> yes. Okay, God, hey, I can do this. Yes, I'm sorry. I was believing I couldn't. Your strength is enough. Your strength is, your power is made perfect in weakness. I can do this, Lord, because I qualify. I'm really weak <laughs> right now. Thank you. Your strength is perfect. You're here. I'm at peace. Well, Philippians says, have this mind that was in Christ Jesus. He made himself nothing and took on the form of a bondservant. I say that out loud to the Lord every morning. Like, Lord, here I am. Thank you that your mercy is new every morning. Here I am another day to rejoice and be glad in it. I make myself nothing. I'm your bondservant. I'm Sarah's bondservant. I'm the church's bondservant. What do you want me to do today? I tell you what, if, I, if I've ever got anxiety, I just stop and I say that right there. And I like, I have zero responsibility. I'm just, I'm just the slave. I do what I'm told. And all of it just leaves. I physically feel it leave. And I'm filled with peace. I have other tricks. I told you a couple weeks ago. Sometimes in the last month, a couple times, I've been out in the middle of the night dancing like a wild man in, the back, in my backyard because things were so bad. Like, I just, I just got to get up and move. I got to worship the Lord and praying ain't cutting it, laying here in bed while I'm... Psalm 91 talks about the terror that flies by night, and a whole bunch of us feel that. The arrow comes at day and the terror comes at night. And 2 a.m., I'm in my backyard jumping and spinning, hoping none of my neighbors are out in their backyard at that point watching me. But anyway, and it works. I, it, one, two minutes of just moving and praising the Lord and forcing myself, like David said, soul, why are you downcast? Praise the Lord. And then I can go back and go to bed and go to sleep. And whatever it was is gone. There's lots of tricks you can try to fill your tank, but you've got to stop and get your tank full. Because your tank capacity is only one day. You have a 20-gallon tank in your car. Our excursion has a 44-gallon tank, so it's like $225 to fill up. Your fuel tank, your heart's fuel tank, is one day. That's all you get. That's default. And the cl actually, you can't imagine that, well, the closer I get to the Lord, um, the longer I can go without joy or peace. No, the closer you are to the Lord, the more you're going to realize you've been running on desperate fumes. Because you have to come to the Lord every single morning. Jesus told us to pray, God, give me today my daily bread. Give me today what I need to for today. God's name is I am, not I will be. He will be, but that's not his name. I am is right now. I give you what you need right now. Hello? Come on. He's, come on. Give us today our daily bread. Um, we're told that his mercy is new Every morning. Why is it new? Because I need it again. I need it again. You're not failing because you have to go to the Lord every day and get filled back up. That's all the bigger tank you got. 
And he created us that way so that we have to, as Ted said earlier, abide in him. Jesus said, I'm the vine and you're the branches. He's talking about grapevines, using that as the picture for us. The branch gets cut off from the vine. It is dead instantly. It doesn't survive a little while. Come on. You're not failing to need God every single day. Psalm 5.3, this one will be on the screen. Lord, every morning you hear my voice. Every morning I tell you what I need and I wait for your answer. Every morning. Psalm 88.13, Lord, I call for your help. Every morning I pray to you. First thing David did when he got up was call on the Lord because I drained my tank yesterday, God. I have to be filled up with your mercy, your joy, your energy, your hope, your peace. I need it all again. You're not failing to need it again. You're supposed to have drained your tank yesterday, giving it away. So many, so many Christians think their tank is a week. Well, I get filled up on Sunday. If I'm really, really conservative and I don't serve anybody or give anything away or don't do anything, I can make it last till Wednesday and on Saturday night I'm pushing the car into the church to make it to Sunday morning. Your tank is not a week long. It's one day long. Psalm 90, 14, satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad every day. Hebrews 3, 13 says, encourage one another daily. Why does it say that? Because we need to be encouraged every day. Man, I'm such a wimp. I got a really good word yesterday, and I was so encouraged that person gave me, or I had a good time in prayer with the Lord, and, and today I feel like crap again. <laughs> Fill back up. That's the way it works. Fill back up. Encourage one another daily. Sometimes you're in circumstances where you have a very serious leak in your engine. And you need to fill up more than that. More than once a day. Harvest bought a car a couple weeks ago, but we've been looking on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace for weeks, and it's downright scandalous what people try to sell. One of the ads we saw a month ago or so says, needs a gallon of coolant every 50 miles. Oh my, we use up our gas and our oil in the, just the daily operation of our engine. You use up your joy and peace in the daily operation of your heart and life. It's the way it's supposed to be. You're not failing. You have to refill every day. But some of you are in circumstances where there is a major leak. Something is really wrong. I am broken or this circumstance is broken, or our family is broken, or this thing is draining my joy and peace beyond even what, I, even what I'm using. It's just going somewhere out the bottom. Well, there's a lot of cars out there on the road that should have gone to the mechanic to get their oil pan gasket or their head gasket or whatever fixed, but, but those people are just driving those cars just adding a quart of oil every day. I have a motorcycle that's so old, there's no parts available, and um, so I literally have to add a half quart or so after, when we ride it every day. It's Will's 70, it's a 79 Yamaha Dual Sport, the one 
Rambo rides in the original, the original Rambo where the sheriff's chasing him out of town. It's that one. We have that bike. Anyway, it's just like, okay, so I have to buy a $8 quart of oil and we use half of it every time we ride it, but that's a heck of a lot cheaper than some $1,000 repair. So I just put a half quart of oil in it. We ride it four or five times a summer and it's fine. Again, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm wanting to encourage you that it's okay to need extra oil. Right? Sometimes that's just where I'm at in life. Like every morning is not enough. I have to get filled up at lunchtime and at dinner time and before I go to bed and in the middle of the night, just keep filling up. Don't let it, don't let it run dry. Do what you got to do. Some of you need to go to the repair shop. Seriously, you just need to pull into Jesus' garage, stop life altogether for a couple weeks or a month or whatever. Just do a serious fast. Just schedule an appointment with the counselor or, or go to that. Whatever. You, you just need to stop. Get off the road. I mean, you're going to blow up. Get off the road and get fixed. But some of you may not be in a situation where you can do that. Just stay full. Stay full. And you can. You can. Just, just make time. You can have frequent refills. <laughs> what we're trying to find in, in the Spirit, what we're filling our hearts with is not, when I say peace, I don't mean comfort and I don't mean calmness. Those are good. But that's not what I mean. I mean that core settling, pulse lowering, posture changing, weighty faith that comes when I turn my attention to God. I'm like, oh, okay, yes, you are there. Oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Okay, it is going to be okay. All right, yes, just breathe deep. Just, Just breathe deep. God is with me. Nothing bad is happening. No reason to panic. It's okay. (sighs) A quick calmness may be all you need. Um, A quick comfort or reassurance may be all you need. But when the Bible uses the word peace, it is something supernatural. It's something not available to those who aren't born again. Well, a person who's not born again can breathe deep and count to ten. And calm themselves down. So if that's all you're doing, I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying you've not yet accessed Jesus. Because the peace that we're talking about is supernatural. And when I use the word joy, I'm not talking about happiness. They're very close synonyms, but they're not the same. I'm not talking about happiness. I'm not talking about hype or excitement. I'm talking about joy. And again, that's supernatural, energetic happiness. (laughs) There is no other word to use, but but it's something more than a worldly person's going to feel when they go to an exciting event or a concert or something. People who are dead inside and have no Jesus at all can feel excitement. That gives them energy. What we're access, wanting, needing to access and get in our tank every day is supernatural. 
joy by the Spirit of the Lord. So at a bare minimum, we've got to fill up every morning. Depending on your circumstances, you may need to fill up a lot more often than that. Until yesterday, that was my sermon. But the Lord told me a couple more things as I was praying yesterday. And I got a third thing this morning in worship. During your grace is enough. It was like, boom. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Thank you, Lord. So, second chapter. So the Lord told me, some of you do know how to keep your tank full and you do know how to access joy and peace and you're honestly trying and you're honestly making the effort to meet with the Lord before you get on and about your busy day every morning, and, but you're not feeling it. It's, it's not consistent or, or you're going through the motions and you're doing the work, but you're not feeling it. So, so the Lord told me yesterday as I was praying that some of you, the reason it seems to you to not be working is because your tank is full of rocks. You put joy and peace in your tanks, but the capacity is very low because it's full of rocks. And I asked him what the rocks were, and he said it's unforgiveness. Unforgiveness takes up space in your tank, so there's a lot less room for joy and peace. You, you have to forgive. I know that's not a, a new word to any of you who've been around at all a while, but, but you have to daily get the rocks out of your tank. Every night, I suggest, before you go to bed, there's anything that happened through the day, a sharp word from your spouse, a sassy word from your kid, something at work, a coworker, whatever, just say, God, I forgive him. I forgive him. Get it out. And you'll feel it come out. You'll feel your body release tension. You'll feel peace come in. God, I forgive him. I forgive her. I forgive her. Again, I, you may, maybe you have to do that. Numerous times through the day, get the rocks out of your tank so that you have a capacity. So the Lord told me just during worship this morning, some of you, you're, you, you make your best effort to keep full of joy and peace and, and honestly honor the Lord and pray and worship, but it's like you just, you're tired all the time and you're scared all the time and... Um, You've got battles to fight. Like, if I was joyful, I, should, I wouldn't be fighting this battle. All right, but I'm doing what I know to do. Here's what the Lord says to me this morning is, your fuel filter is plugged. Yeah. Your fuel filter is plugged. The fuel filter is the gas goes through the line from the tank up into the engine, and then the, somewhere in that line is a fuel filter that cleans. Its, its job is to clean out what's dirty so that it doesn't get in your engine, right? Um, fear is our filter on what should I allow and what should I not. And some of you are so plugged by fear that you don't let the joy come out. The joy is, the joy is there, but it's not getting to your heart because you've plugged it, you've blocked the line with fear. 
So when I bring Cal up on stage and we're all making fools of ourselves doing a chicken dance to the Lord, you won't do it because I would look silly. Or, or God tells you, share Jesus with your chicker or your waitress. Like, well, I, I don't know what to say and I would look silly. And the joy is there. The Lord is there, but you stop it. You plug it with fear. Our body, even our emotional fear response, is a gift from God, and it's correct in the right way, but most all of us express it in a terribly sinful way by stopping what the Lord wants to do instead of using it for what he gave it to us for, which is survival response. Almost never are we in any survival need, so we use our fear to just shut down the Lord. And so, there's joy and peace available because you were scared to obey, it didn't come out. When your pastor tells you he's out in his lawn at 2 a.m. spinning and dancing and praising the Lord, you're like, oh, I would never do that. I would feel so stupid. Amen. Amen. Yes, you will feel stupid. I can personally testify, you will feel stupid. It will be embarrassing. Like, why am I doing this? Unplug your filter and let the joy flow. Let the peace get to your engine. And then the third thing the Lord told me is, some of you, yes, you're, you're honestly trying, doing your best to live in joy and peace and but um, this, one, this one came to me, I, it, it blew me away. I'm like, oh, wow, God, you're a genius, as if I didn't know that already. <laughs> he, said, he said, there's sugar in your tank. Wow. Well, you know what sugar in a gas tank does. He says, there's, there's sugar in your tank. I'm like, what is that, Lord? It's poisonous sweetness. Sugar is toxic. Sweetness. And you know what sugar does to your body? It seems really good, but it's really slowly poisoning all of us. You know what it does in your car? Sugar in your spirit is killing you. If you are fueling your heart with your own niceness, your own sweetness you ain't going anywhere I got news for you you are not sweet you are not nice all of us deserve hell all of us are evil to the core and we need a savior and we need forgiven and we cannot go through life just trying to be nice That is a satanic counterfeit for everything God tells us to do. If you put sugar in your tank and that's what you're going to run on, I'm going to get through life with my own people skills and my own charisma and just smiling and get along with everybody and just being a good citizen and I'm going to be a good coworker and I'm going to be a nice person. Not only is your engine not going to run, it's going to kill it. It's going to absolutely destroy it. You try to get, it's, it's, sugar is fake energy. 
Come on. You, you drink a, a Mountain Dew or a Red Bull or one of those five-hour energies, it's fake. It's fake energy. And you're getting through, you're making it through life on something that's totally fake, just trying to be nice. It's poison to your spirit. It's poisonous sweetness. So let's get the rocks out of your tank. And let's unplug the filter. And let's get all the sugar out of your tank. And let's actually fill you up with real joy and peace. Yes? Empty your tank of all self-sufficiency, all righteousness, all anything you think you know. All of your goodness and your niceness. Get rid of it. And say, God, I am empty. I empty myself on purpose. I am utterly dependent on you. I must have your joy and your peace and your love and your forgiveness. I must have your knowledge. You tell me what to do. Raising my kids, you tell me what to do in my business. You tell me how to love my husband. You tell me how to love my wife. You tell me how to handle my money. I'm empty. You fill me up. If you need anything I've mentioned this morning, I want you to stand up. If you need, if you need this, stand up. If you need joy and peace this morning, make your little bitty funnel <laughs> right here. And just look up to heaven and say, God, fill me up. I am empty. I need you to fill me. Get the rocks out of my tank. I forgive everyone. I forgive everything. If you have specifics you didn't need to say out loud, you can just do it right now between you and the Lord. Forgive that thing. Forgive that person. Forgive that interaction. Get the rocks out of the tank. Some of you might even feel it come out of your body. As you release this tension, this thing you've been holding on to, you'll feel it come out of your gut, and your tank will have a little more capacity to be filled up with God. Forgive the specifics. Be very specific about who and what you're forgiving. God, unplug my filter. I want nothing to do with sinful fear. I want nothing to do with the fear of man. I'm going to let your joy and peace be expressed. No matter how silly I feel, <laughs> I'm going to be happy. <laughs> Fill me up. Lord, get the sugar out of my tank. It completely disables my vehicle. Lord, forgive me for functioning on my own niceness. I see what a sin that is. I confess I'm not good. I'm not able. I need your forgiveness. I need your leadership. I need you. Jesus, I pray that for everyone who honestly prayed that, that you would fill their funnel. Lord, fill them up with joy and peace to overflowing with hope. Lord, there are some really big, bad circumstances represented in this room right now. But you overflow with hope. You are never hopeless. 
You are never wondering what to do. You are never afraid. And we trust you, Lord. We believe you. We believe that you're faithful and that you love us and that your word is true and every promise you will perform to those who believe it. We believe, Jesus, that your death and your resurrection was enough for us, that your righteousness is ours, that your forgiveness is ours, that your blood is ours. We believe you, Jesus. We believe you. Fill us with all joy and all peace and overflowing with hope as we believe you. I bless every person, every heart, every body, every mind, every family represented, all the finances and businesses represented here, Lord. I bless them all in Jesus' name. Fill us with all joy and peace in believing. Amen.